Welcome to Building Fortunes Radio. Make sure you check us out at buildingfortunesradio.com. Along with our marketing partners, we're here to help our PM Marketing Network Lead customers build their businesses and make the world a better place. At Building Fortunes, we know how much your business means to you and the people important to you. So spread the word, tell a friend, join our newsletter, and go make a difference in your world. Now on to our show with your host, Peter Mingles. Hello, everyone. Peter Mingles here. You are listening to us on Building Fortunes Radio. www.buildingfortunesradio.com is the domain name. And we are here on a very special segment with a great friend of ours. Her name is always Sue Brenchley. She's been associated with the network marketing industry for a super-duper-duper-duper long time. She's very successful. And we've done lots of radio shows with Sue. And she's doing a great job building a business. But today we have a guest on. And I'm going to let Sue introduce the guest. And I'm going to talk to the guest as well. But we have a really special guest. And this is something that most people really need to pay attention to and they don't. So although we talk lots of times about health and nutrition and mindset and all that sort of stuff, today we're going to talk about stuff that they usually don't teach you in school, but you're certainly responsible for, and if you do it the wrong way, you can go to jail. So <laughs> so we're going to have a little bit of a conversation with this. But when you do it the right way, you'll see that you can keep more of the hard-earned uh, dollars that you make and that's something really sensitive to me because I've always worked for my dollars. I've always been paid on performance, so I've always been a little bit sensitive to people taking away my money. Or even if I'm using my money, making sure I use it wisely, I do it well. Um, but I get a little bit frustrated with this, and we're going to talk a little bit about taxes and the benefits of a home-based business. But the first thing I want to do is I want to introduce our great friend and a wonderful mentor for anybody who's looking for a home-based business, Sue Brenchley. So, Sue, thanks for being here. Hey, I'm so excited to be here, especially today to talk about taxes, Peter. Absolutely. So Sue's got a great website. We're going to make sure that it's in our guest page, so when you go listen to this, you'll be able to do that stuff as well. And I'm going to introduce our uh, guest. First of all, she's a gal. Second, which is cool, I like working with gals. Number two, she's owned a full-service accounting firm in South Carolina for a really long time. Um, she, she does a lot of stuff with regular businesses, but she really focuses on home-based businesses. She's wrote a book or two. One of them is What's Your Best – I'm sorry, What's Your Plan B, which has just been released, and I'm going to let her tell us about how well it's doing. Just was released recently, doing really well on the charts. And uh, just so you know, her name is Courtney Epps. And, Courtney, I give you permission to brag on your book because as long as you could back it up with facts, it ain't bragging. Right? So that's okay. That's so, <laughs> I heard that's what Muhammad Ali said one time. You know, he was talking about the way he was boxing. He said, hey, as long as you can back it up with facts, it ain't bragging. So you can self-promote your mm -hmm. book, great stuff. And we're going to talk about some of the reasons why people should be taking a look at home-based businesses. So if you work hard for your dollars, if you're a W-2 earner and you're not taking advantage of the home-based business legitimate tax deductions and doing the stuff that Courtney is going to be able to tell us um, and guide us in that general direction, you're probably missing out and you're, and you're not taking full advantage of the legitimate, legal, moral, ethical uh, tax strategies that are out there. So, Courtney, thanks for being here. Um, first, hello. Thank thanks you for so showing much. Up. You're welcome. Thanks <laughs> for showing up. Number, number two is uh, tell us a little bit about your background and what qualifies you to talk about this. So I have been an accountant for the last 19 years, so I'm so thankful, and I appreciate you having me on here. Um, you know, most uh, most accountants are not fun to listen to, and so at least I have a good accent, I think, to go along with it. But um, 
I've been an accountant for 19 years. I have been, um, I'm a tax strategist. I'm not an accountant, I guess. I've kind of transitioned to that. And so many people, they just don't understand that most of the people that they're working with are tax preparers, and they're not trying to help them save money, not because they don't want to, but because the way the system works is there's not a lot of time, and that's not what they get paid the most for. So I have six children, and I live in Greenville, South Carolina, and we handle clients all over the entire country. And, you know, our smallest client just started in network marketing yesterday, I say, and then our largest client's $120 million a year in sales. Wow. Okay, great. And by the way, I love your accent. So even if Thank you. I, even if I lost everything and you were calling me up to tell me I lost everything, it would still be a good delivery. <laughs> so I love your accent. I love your accent. I love your accent. <laughs> so, Thank so, you. Thank having you. said that, let's, <laughs> let's talk about um, the benefit. Well, let's talk about the tax system and, you know, business people versus regular people. You know, W-2 earners versus 1099s and, you know, small business owners, big business owners, international business owners. Are there different tax or the equivalent of, for layman's purposes, different tax systems out there? So for, for them and then for you. Yes. So here's the thing. There are two tax systems in our country, and most people believe that there's a tax system that was created for the poor and one created for the rich, but there's actually one that was created for W-2 employees, and then there's one that was created for business owners. And so it will make sense, I think, even more this year with the coronavirus and everything happening. W-2 employees or, you know, everyday people received a stimulus check, whereas business owners got a PPP loan. So it was dramatically higher because we are focused in helping people. We're a growing economy every single day. And without business owners, the economy is not constantly growing. We're spending money on our business, growing the economy even further. And then we're also hiring employees. And so what Congress knows is that if we get master tax benefits from that, we'll hire more employees. Hopefully we'll spend more money on our business. And then it flows down the taxes. Somebody has to pay the taxes, and that goes back to the WH employee. And so the Average W-2 employees paying 40% of every dollar that they make in taxes, and they typically don't realize it. And I don't know if you know this, but the average household will spend more in their lifetime on taxes than food, clothing, housing, and transportation combined. Wow. So I kind of learned a little bit about the tax system early on because I started off in direct sales. I sold for a company called Electrolux in their management training program, and I had a lot of expenses. I had my car. I had, you know, I, I had, a, a, you know, notebooks, if you will, or supplies that I used for the business. I paid for lunches for myself and employees. I did a little bit of traveling. So I knew that my income wasn't my own, meaning I, was, I had expenses going out, um, which took away from the income that I had coming in. So I, know, I learned a little bit about you know, documentation and tax deductions, whereas if I were just a regular W-2 employee, I just got a check and all I realized it was less than what I earned, you know, meaning like there was a whole bunch of deductions in there. There's not really a lot of tax education that goes on in our system. And is there a reason for that? Like why, if taxes are so important, are we not like educated about that stuff in school? 
Well, for one, it, if you track money, I think that's kind of the problem. So if the uh, here's some statistics that kind of hit me really hard, and I think it'll make a lot more sense, is that the average household in America makes $60,000 a year, and they're going to pay $14,000 in taxes, which leaves them with a take-home of 46000 Well, the problem with that is in America, the cost of living is $53,000 a year. So the average American is going in debt $7,000 a year to work 40 hours a week, 50 weeks a year to pay, to pay or to take two weeks paid vacation. So the problem is, is that if everyone in America understood the tax benefits of having a home-based business and they all went out and did that, there's 128 million families, there are 128 million households, it would cost the IRS $502 billion a year in taxes. So, you know, that's one of the biggest reasons why most people don't understand or do not realize that home-based business is so beneficial. It's not something that I learned in college by having a five-year accounting degree. It's not something that I learned through any sort of continuing education class, and I'm in the process of, of getting my EA right now. It's just something I haven't needed forever, and I'm like, you know what, I just do everything backwards. And so I'm getting that and learning uh, reading what's called a circular 230 rule that scares accountants to death. Like it scares them into thinking that if they help someone that they're going to lose their rights to file taxes again. So that's why we don't know is because the people who are preparing your taxes every single day, they're scared to death to save you money because they're scared of losing their livelihood. And we constantly live in this fear. But if most people realize, hey, you know, you don't get audited or it doesn't trigger an audit to have a home-based business. All it's going to do is help you save and keep more of your hard-earned money every single day. We would have more people taking deductions that they're truly entitled to take by having a home-based business. Like, we're not, we're not telling people there's gray areas. These things are legally, morally, and ethically your right as a taxpayer to be able to take advantage of tax deductions that you clearly um, are business expenses. And one of the great things about having a home-based business that I love is that you're able to redirect the living expenses that you spend money on every single day, like your meals and mileage and cell phone and Internet and business use of home. All of these become, or at least a portion of them, become business expenses so they can offset any income that you're making so that you can go out and build a business. You know, it's it's funny, and I'll, and I'll shut up so you can ask me another question, but, you know, so many people don't realize how great home-based business is, but that's how Amazon got started. They started in a garage. So did Microsoft. So did, um, so did Google. They all started in a garage. They all started as home-based businesses, and they grew, and the Congress knows that if we provide massive tax deductions to these small and medium-sized businesses, they will eventually create more employees and one day turn into the Amazons and the Googles and, you know, the, the apples of the world. And, you know, some part of our business, business listening audience, they're younger, so they don't remember that Amazon was actually called Amazon Books and that Jeff Bezos right. actually used to drive the books to the mailbox or the post office to actually have them delivered, you know, and nobody ever thought that anybody would buy books online. But they kind of evolved. And if anybody ever remembers Amazon when they first got started, there was always a, a little bit of a dig on Amazon that they never made any money. Everything was always reinvested back in the business or, I'm going to say, used to effective tax strategies where, in yes. essence, 
they didn't pay a lot in taxes, and there's a reason why. Now, let's talk a little bit about some of those business deductions that the average person could use. And I'll just kind of use this as an example because I've experienced this a lot in the home-based business arena. I might have somebody that works for me, and uh, they were W-2 employees, and now all of a sudden they, they get a 1099. And they, they went to the same – and I'll just throw H&R Block under the bus – one more time. So they go to their H and R. They go to their excuse me H and R block accountant, who's been doing their W twos. So remember W two for those people listening in, because we might have some new people. W two is what you get when you're an employee. There is nothing wrong with being an employee, in my humble opinion. I've been an employee before. Um, it's, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just a different tax strategy. Somebody pays a portion of your Social Security. You pay a little bit of your Social Security. There are probably some health benefits of being an employee. You might have a retirement plan. Plenty of benefits of being an employee. But when they became 1099 people, they brought their, now it's a mixed shoebox of receipts and maybe shoebox, if you will, of spreadsheets to their H&R Block accountant. And their H&R Block account bill went up considerably because they used a form for this and they used a form for this, and then they used a form for that, and they were told that you can't deduct this because it might be a risk for an audit, or you can't do this because of whatever, or they, the person just was afraid, and their tax bill, tax preparing bill, not their tax bill, their tax preparing bill went up by hundreds of dollars for just filling out a couple of extra forms. So if you're going to go do a home-based business and you're going to go from W-2 to a mixed W-2 and 1099 or 1099, which means the taxes weren't taken out because you're an independent distributor, you might want to see a tax accountant that understands the benefits and isn't afraid of the benefits of a home-based business. So did I, did I say yes. anything wrong there? Can you punctuate or clarify anything that I just said? No, it's so true. And that's uh, the sad part is that so many people just go to their account like that their mom or dad had or, you know, somebody referred to them. And, you know, the first thing you should ask your accountant is how do you feel about, especially if you're in a home-based business, how do you feel about a home-based business? How do you feel if you're in the network marketing industry? How do you feel about a network marketing industry? Will you be there if I take advantage of these deductions and I were to happen to get audited? And one of the things I will tell you is that clients do not get audited over business expenses. Sandy Botkin actually taught me that. Uh, Sandy Botkin, IRS attorney, CPA, I worked for the IRS for five years, and it's a dramatic increase or decrease in income. And it's your gross income. And, you know, some of the, another myth is the fact that, like, Amazon, Amazon claimed losses for 20 years. Amazon had, did not pay taxes last year on $11.2 billion that they made. And the reason why is because they understand the tax strategies and the systems around it. And so if you're going to account it, you need someone who understands not only your industry, but who's willing to fight for you. And if they tell you that you're not allowed to take the expenses we're going to talk about in just a second, I'm sure, um, don't use them. Find someone else who actually understands it. And most people don't realize, like H&R Block, Jackson Hewitt, those people are not accountants. They actually go through just a, a couple, like a six-week course to prepare tax returns. So they can do the information based upon the information you provide them. They can find the information on the tax return to fill it out, but they are not actually there to help you figure out what else can you do to save you more money. They don't know that information. 
right, or they're stymied by the system to be able to help. So exactly. probably good exactly. people, all that sort of stuff, but the system itself is kind of like, well, like yes. don't, you, you can't help. So you'll, if you're using those yes. types of companies, many times you're overpaying for your tax bill. Like your tax bill from yes. H&R Block yes. might Definitely. be hundreds of dollars higher, and you don't get the tax benefits you truly deserve, so you're kind of taking a double whammy. So make sure you speak to somebody. Yes. Now, by the way, in the, in the network marketing industry, every time we make an income claim, we never make income claims, right? We say, listen, we don't know you, who's listening, what you're going to do, so we can't make an income claim. We never make any medical claims. We can't say this stuff is going to cure anything that you got. Um, we don't know, and I certainly can't. We don't know anything about anybody that's listening in in their tax situation, so I'll throw in my tax disclaimer. Like, you're out of luck if you're thinking you're going to be able to follow any of this advice without talking to an accountant or a tax preparer that knows what they're talking about. So, we, so for all those people listening in, I don't know who you are. We don't have any relationship with you. Take this as just basic advice and then go find somebody that knows what your situation is specifically. I think that's a fair disclaimer. So, and yes. moving forward, let's talk a little bit about some of those simple, legitimate tax deductions that most people could take advantage of. And I'm going to just throw in one more sweeping statement. My, um, one of my mentors um, in the direct sales business said, you know what, Peter? Um, and by the way, this is going to be technically not accurate, but for all intents and purposes, you'll get the gist of what I mean. He said, you know, the way the government wrote the tax laws for people like us in direct sales and things like that is the government kind of set up these tax advantages to help you run a business. So they're going to help you kind of fund your business through the legitimate tax deductions that you could take advantage of, especially if you're a W-2 earner, until you start becoming so profitable you'll have to pay taxes on the profits. So it's almost right. as if if you're a W-2 earner, they're paying for you. Remember, this isn't technically correct. It's almost as if if you're a W-2 earner, the government is helping you fund your network marketing business through the legitimate yes. tax deductions we're going to be talking about. So you're in your network marketing business, quote-unquote, air quotes, for free because of the legitimate tax advantages you're going to be able to take. If you don't figure that one out, if you can't see that, if you don't understand it, listen to this as many times as you need to because – the, the government, through these deductions, are helping you fund your business so those products that you're buying aren't additional expenses if you're a W-2 earner. So I'll let you justify that statement a little bit later on and tell us about some of those tax deductions that help qualify what I just said. Yes, and what you just said is 100% true because it's good for the economy for us to have more businesses. Otherwise we would have more unemployment. So, you know, what's happening is there's a shift. So if we can create more businesses and create more tax advantages, like research and development, for those of you that don't know, and this typically doesn't work for the network marketing industry, but it does for the actual companies themselves, the network marketing companies. But research and development is not only a tax deduction, but it's also a 15% tax credit. So people have a massive added benefit to go out and try to, you know, mess up and learn trial and error, figure out a way to make something better. And if there wasn't any research and development, there would never be another company. And so when you understand that 
all of the government is doing is allowing business owners to have massive tax deductions so that they can go out and generate more business, more sales. They can, in turn, hire more employees. They can spend more money back into our economy, and that's good for our government. It's good for everyone involved. So, And then there's less unemployment. So they're either going to have to pay it or we're going to have to pay it as, in, as employers. And if we had to pay both the taxes and the expenses from a business, no one would ever be a business owner. They would never, there would never be a reason to start. So that's, that's why that works. Now, as far as tax deductions, I'll tell you some of my graded, some of the things that you can, you're doing every single day, like medical insurance. If you have medical insurance that's outside of your employer, that is 100% tax deductible for your business. So that's a huge deal that people are already spending money on. But and most people believe that they're getting some sort of benefit from, but they're not because 96% of Americans don't get itemized deductions and there are caps on medical bills on medical insurance on property taxes so a lot of things that you think you're getting benefit from and that you're spending money on as a W-2 employee you are not and the more money you make as a W-2 employee they actually take away more deductions for you so Things like medical bills can actually be 100% tax deductible. You can That can become a fringe benefit, hiring your spouse and having your spouse then pay for the medical bills. That You have to put a plan in place in order to do that, but they can pay the medical bills and then you 100% reimburse them and you get all that back. So the next thing would be like business use of home. You know, most people don't realize, and, and yes, I'm sure you've been told it, that it could trigger an audit, but in 19 years, I've never had one client audited for having a home-based business or claiming the business use of home deduction. So that's just not true. So that being said, that's typically a three to five thousand dollar a year deduction for you, and a lot of people are not taking it. And not only can you write off like your utilities and your mortgage interest, property taxes, insurance, you can write off repairs and maintenance as well, and you can depreciate the home. And then you know one of the things I love about um, about network marketers, home-based business owners. It's like all you're trying to do is share with people a product or a service that you love and a possible way that someone could make some extra money doing so. And so if I pick up the phone and I call my friend, Sue, and I say, Sue, you know what? I want to share, share something I'm doing. I love it, and I want to tell you all about it. Let's go to lunch. And I get in my car now. Because I got in my car, today I'm a business owner, and I'm attempting to earn an income. That means I get in my car, and I get to drive to Sue, and I get to drive 58 cents a mile. For me and Sue, I would have to fly to Sue, but at this point, that would still be a tax deduction. So I could fly to Sue. I could talk to her about my business before, during, and after whatever we're doing, and then I could spend the rest of the day having a conversation with her about whatever. So I'm attempting to earn income. Now I get down. I sit down with Sue for lunch. I get to write off 50% of my meal because I had a conversation with her. And so the next thing that I get to do is after I have a conversation with her and she tells me, you know, this is amazing, I'm in, or tells me I just want to buy your product or service, or she tells me I'm crazy, I'm not doing this with you, then I'm just going to say, Sue, you know what, I'm super grateful that you had this conversation with me. Now i got to write off 50% of my meal. I'm going to drive back home. I get to write off 58 cents a mile when I drive back home. Then on top of that, I needed my cell phone in order to call you on it, so I'm going to write that off as well. I needed my Internet in order to run my business, so that's a tax deduction. 
on top of that, I get amazing personal development, which I call continuing education that I get to go to, and I get to be around like-minded individuals who want me to succeed and who want to help me get to where they've gotten because they financially benefit from me, which is the smartest thing ever um, as far as a business model. And then so I get to write that off as a tax deduction, and then I get to travel around the world doing the things that I want to, being around the people that I want to spend time with, and whether that be to go and share people, share with new people my business, go talk to people about my business, like train them, or go to continuing education events. And guess what, Sue? I get to take my children along with me because I hired my children. And that is a massive tax deduction. You can hire your kids. You can pay them $12,000 a year. They don't have to pay taxes on it. You don't have to pay taxes on it, and at the end of the day, they're getting the personal growth and development they need, that they need. They're getting the responsibility that they need in order to grow a business and be a part of what you're doing, and you get to spend time with them. And that is one of the things that has truly, utterly changed my entire life and the trajectory of my family tree because I've, I hired my kids. They get to see my work ethic every day, and it's a massive tax deduction. That one thing, hiring your kids, that saves me $28,000 a year because I have six children. I paid them 12000 a year. That's $72,000 total in a tax deduction. That saves me twenty eight grand. Now, I was going to give them money anyway. Instead, I, I paid them to work for me, and then they pay for their things. And so on top of that, things like legal and professional, like hiring me, that's a tax deduction, right? Or, you know, doing, doing a tax strategy session or getting – more financial advice if you're working on building your business. All that becomes tax deductible as well as cost of goods sold. So the products that you're buying every single day, why in the world would you become a customer when you could go out and tell people about what you're doing and and potentially make some extra money, but the product that you're buying and giving away or sharing with people now becomes a tax deduction for you. And then, you know, there's some extra things that people spend money on as far as network marketers go, like maybe advertising or dues and subscriptions. But, guys, what I just said, none of that was extra. There was no extra expenses in tied, tied in that. So I just gave minimum of twenty-five dollars to $35,000 worth of business expenses, which W2 employees call living expenses that they get no benefit from every single day until the minute that they say, you know what, I am going to attempt to earn an income and I'm going to join some sort of business. And the minute that they do that, whether they make money or not, they can take massive tax deductions along the way on the things that they're already spending money on. The living expenses get redirected into business expenses just by sharing. I tell people per the IRS in three to five days a week for 45 minutes a day building a business, and you are that's solid. And so by doing that, now you have access to you know $25,000 worth of tax deductions that you can now offset against any income that you're making, whether it's interest income, whether it's W-2 income, whether it's your spouse's income, it doesn't matter. As you're building a business, you're not only making money eventually, because some of you, it may take a little longer, you may not be great at telling people what you're doing and sharing the mission and the purpose and the passion, but if you do that along the way, if you just start sharing the attempt becomes a tax deduction, and by doing that, now you can take advantage of the deductions, offset your income, and bring home more money in your paycheck. Excellent. 
So we were going to do a 30-minute radio show, and now we're not, because I am not going to hang up on you. We're going to do a 45-minute radio show. For those people <laughs> listening in, we're going to go into bonus time, because I'm not letting you go. So let's think about this. Now, everything that we said, you could – let's call it uh, – if you've been doing your thing for 19 years, let's say for the previous 18 years, everything you said was completely valid, and then coronavirus – and now more people yes. are forced to think about working from home. So there's a whole yes. new audience of people that probably yes. would have never thought about it that are now going to be thrust into this. So um, I know you have a book. So let's talk a little bit about your book, why you wrote it, what's the title of it, any previous books, so people can get the information that they need. Because the worst thing in the world you do is give somebody some knowledge and then not all the knowledge that they need to be able to implement it so people start making mistakes. So let's make sure that we're responsible and give people the knowledge that they need so no one's going to be an expert overnight and you don't need to be, but the reality is you'll have a better, hand, a better way of maneuvering your way through this successfully and not get yourself in trouble. So talk about you as an author. Yes. So I'll, I'll tell you my first book is more relaxing, less taxing, why you'd be brain dead not to own a business. And that delved into, especially with what's going on with the coronavirus and the fact that I share so much about having a home-based business, that uh, devised the plan of what's your plan B, why you would be brain dead not to own a home-based business. Because it truly is a different mindset shift for people to become W-2 employees to go to business owners, it's a lot easier to go from being a W-2 employee to having a part-time home-based business. But the massive tax deductions are crucial. So I'll, just, I'll share with you a little bit of backstory. I've been an accountant for 19 years. Where I, had, I had a business, a really large insurance agency and accounting firm that I owned 10 years ago. I put it up for sale, had 3,500 clients. It was massive. I was 29, had 3,500 clients. I put it up for sale, and four months later, the guy stopped paying me on our installment agreement. And I lost everything. I lost everything. But I was, what I lost, really, I was more, that was more important. I was a quarter of a million dollars in debt, and I couldn't afford to file bankruptcy. It was super crazy. And um, the thing that I really, truly lost was the fact that I'd spent 100 hours a week for three and a half years of my life building a company, and I spent that time away from my children. And that hit me the, word, the hardest. That was really hard for me, and I, that I'd failed. And I not only failed myself, but I felt like I failed my kids. And so I didn't start attempting to actually become a professional again until about three years ago. And thank God for the network marketing industry, because although I'm not in network marketing anymore, um, it is what gave me back and got me around the right people so that I could build my accounting practice the way that I needed to build it up. And I didn't do it right away, um, but I would not have ever built it the way that I needed to unless Tony Robbins came into my life three years ago, and I would not have ever heard of him had it not been for the personal growth and development that I received from the network marketing industry. And so indirectly, my accounting practice has grown from $9,090 in 2013 a year to we are a $2 million company today. And we've grown 10 times every year for the last three years. And I tell you that to say this is that um, 
I created a home-based business. I was scared to open up a brick-and-mortar business because I lost it 10 years ago. And so the accounting practice that I recreated, it's funny how people say that it doesn't exist. Like you can't, you know, it's not, not legitimate if you have a home-based business. But I built, I built a company, and I was forced to move out of my house. Like actually, you know, we had 13 employees, so we had to find a location. And we built that accounting practice back up. And so I understand home-based business. And I love network marketing because I would not be where I'm at today had it not been for the people that are inside of it. So I wanted to build a – I wanted to create a book that What's Your Plan B book is a, is a prospecting tool to teach people that it's not – people don't stay in network marketing a lot of times. Eighty percent of them don't stay in network marketing to make money. They stay in network marketing because they love the people. They love the culture. They want to be around people that are positive, that are going in the right direction. And, you know, obviously because you are the top five people you hang around with. And so what that book is is putting my heart and soul into it of all the other things besides just money that the network marketing industry has done for me and what it can do for you. And because I want to teach people how to get involved in the network marketing industry that would never see it as a viable opportunity. Because for most people, they can't even they can't even dream that big that one day they could be their own business owner. And so I teach them the certainty of tax savings. So the guarantee of getting involved, the guarantee of opening your mouth and just sharing with people what you're doing is enough for you to take advantage of the tax deductions. And that's enough for you to change your life immediately. And when you take that shift and you actually start doing the things that you're supposed to do to get just the tax deductions along the way, then you'll start becoming successful and you'll start making money. And so it's that journey. It's teaching them the tax deductions around it, but it's also teaching how the other amazing reasons why I believe the network marketing industry is truly the best way. And I know that not because a book told me that. I know that not because I talked to other network marketers. I know that because I was in the trenches. I built a business, two different network marketing companies for three and a half years and made it to the top 1%. And the the only reason that I'm not in network marketing today is because I was put on this earth to teach more, how to have more, so that they can live more, they can give more, and then I can feed more children, which is what I do every single day. I feed 8,800 children a day from my accounting practice, and I can free more children through sex trafficking and provide more children with safe water. That's what I do every day, and I can't do that if I'm inside the network marketing industry because nobody can take my place out here as a tax strategist and teach you guys how to keep more of your money. That was powerful. Thank you very much. And thanks for all the things you do, and thanks for the example of how network marketing could be a stepping stone to a lot of different things to be able to get you what you really want. So everybody comes in for different reasons, and you did your – it's amazing, and I, I appreciate, Sue, for having you here. So – Here's the thing. Uh, we talked about the title. How do people buy the book? How do people use your services? So the best way, you can obviously go to Amazon, um, and, and I'm perfectly fine with that. And I have to tell you, I hit the number one new release on Amazon this week for wealth management and personal taxes, and I hit number five for personal taxes, which was so super crucial, seeing as how number six was Sandy Botkin. I'm the only non-CPA that is in the top is in the top 100, I do believe. So I'm super excited about that. Um, but as far as, you know, 
if you want to reach out to us, OTB Tax, um, and you may have to say it because my accent doesn't help really well, but Outside the Box Business Solutions is the name of my company, and my website is otbtax.com. <laughs> So it's otbtax.com. We're going to make sure, just so you know, you're listening to Courtney Epps. That's E-P-S. We're going to have her as a guest page on Building Fortunes Radio as well. We'll have this. So if you just remember Courtney and you go into your Building Fortunes Radio, look for the guests, you'll be able to find her. You'll always be able to find her associated with Super Enchley. And um, I'm going to wrap this up by saying, you know, this is, an, um, this is amazing information. People are flat out nuts. If they're working hard, doing things legitimately, right, morally, all the things you would assume to be spoken, even if you don't have to say it. But if you're doing the right things and you're documenting um, things the right way, you can truly take advantage of your home-based business. Where can you get in trouble? So let's talk about the other side. What if you do it wrong? What does wrong look like? So what does wrong look like? So, you know, as far as – and I want people to understand, so tax evasion is where you go to prison, and that that also includes not preparing your tax returns. So, so many people, especially in this space I see, they just, they don't know what to do, they don't know who to go to, so they just don't prepare their tax returns. That is considered tax evasion in our country. Not filing, not paying is tax avoidance. So, there's no law against not paying. We obviously want to make sure we're paying the taxes that we owe. I'm not saying that at all. But here's the thing. If you're keeping track of your expenses, if you are truly attempting to earn an income, and I say that truly, like don't get started in a network marketing company and just sit there and do nothing and expect that you should get tax deductions. Because, so one, that makes the numbers look bad on network marketing. That makes it look like, you know, some people aren't making money. But if you attempt to earn an income and your intent on being a part of a business is to grow a business and not just tax deductions, um, you know, that those are the two things, your intent and your attempt is what will cause you and allow you massive tax deductions. But you also need to keep track of your records. You need to keep receipts if you if you can. I'm not saying you have to keep all of them, but you also need some sort of accounting software. That is crucial if you were to ever get audited and you're keeping track of an accounting software. As long as your tax return matches your accounting software, you don't have a whole lot to worry about because the burden of proof actually is on the IRS auditor to prove that you're not attempting to earn an income for the first three years. So here's this three out of five year rule. Guys, you've got to listen in. This is a big deal. Most people believe they cannot take a loss more than three out of five years. That's not true. What happens is the burden of proof redirects from the auditor to the taxpayer after three years. So it doesn't say you can't take losses. It's just if you were to get audited, then you have to prove to the auditor that you're not attempting to earn an income. That's it. But you can take losses as long as you have them, and most businesses do. I mean, especially the first first three to five years, they take losses on paper because they're allowed to take massive tax deductions, convert living expenses to business expenses. So I hope I answered your question. Maybe there was another question that I need to answer along the way. That's perfect. Well, the thing you have to do is you have to make sure you file on time. You have to document your stuff. You're going to do things the right way. It's common sense stuff. And for some people that are just, you know, if you're a shoebox guy, 
because I started off as a shoebox guy. Like I would take my receipts, put them in a shoebox. <clears throat> I would write down on the back of every receipt the six honest serving men, who, what, where, why, yes. when, how. I mean, yes. if, you just, if you just document, because somebody's going to say, what was this for? Who did you do it with? When did you do it? Why did you do it? You know, what was your motivation in doing this stuff? If you're documenting those things like, why did I see Sue Brenchley? Why did I take her out to dinner? Why did we go to the baseball game together? Why did I buy right. this gift? Why, whatever. If you're documenting that stuff, then you're totally okay. I mean, totally yes. okay. So, you know, everybody's situation is a little bit different. Use common sense. But don't be afraid because it's the fear that holds a lot of people back. And that's why yes. sometimes, well, that's why I use H&R Block anyway. No, that's not why you use H&R Block anyway. That's, that's why you go find out the answers. It might be a little bit harder, you know, initially, but you mentioned a little bit of remorse that you had when you lost your business and you couldn't get back the time that you missed with your kids. Let me share with you, for those people listening in, I'm going to give you your bright idea. If you haven't been taking advantage of this stuff already, what your remorse is going to be is why haven't you? When you learn it, you're going to yes. go back and say, oh, my gosh, I should have been doing this for the last 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. Oh, my God, I lived a lifetime, and I didn't take advantage of this. And they're not expecting you to stop everything you're doing and run a 40, another 40 hours a week like it's a full-time job. I think the requirements are what? What, is, what are the requirements like weekly in the pursuit of your home-based business? It's just I mean, I know it's something ridiculously three to, stupid. It's three to five days a week for 45 minutes a day. And that whole remorse, like, instead of paying taxes two years ago, we put in a swimming pool because we hired our kids, and our kids work for us. They're employees, and we allow them to swim in our swimming pool, and that is 100% tax deductible. And, guys, that is tax code. Like, there is an actual tax part of the tax code that tells you about that. Hiring your kids is a tax code called income shifting. So the things that I'm telling you about, like there's a there's also a rule called the Augusta loophole that allows you to write off your home. You can rent your house out 14 days a year from your business to have events at your home based on what you would pay a, another facility to do, and that 14 days times whatever the amount is, and that is 100% tax deductible for you, and you have to pay no taxes on it. So there's so many little parts of the code that can add up, and the last one is having an LLC treated as an S-corporation. For most people who are making more than twelve to $15,000 a year in taxes, it will cut your tax bill in half, and nobody's talking about it. That's excellent information. So thanks for being here. You just heard from Courtney Epps. Courtney, I hope you come back. So, Sue, I'm sure we're going to ask you to come back and have some more conversations because this is great stuff. And for those people who want to hear it again, if you go to buildingfortunesradio.com, we'll make sure that you have this available to share with your friends. And you could use this as your, you know, explanation tool. So I'm going to bring Sue Brenchley back. Sue, thanks for being here. I'll let you wrap it up. Oh, my gosh. I knew what was going to happen when we had her on. And she did not – I mean, it was, it was like that was delivery central – People, I mean, your business has no risk if you just understand a tenth of what you just heard about. And this is the time people are open and talking about, you know, all of the change that is happening. We are going through that event change right now where it is disruptive and we need to learn these new things. So thank you, Courtney. 
Thank you, Peter. What an incredible interview. We will be back thank next you. time. Yeah, thank you so much, Courtney. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being a great mom. And, you know, all the things that you said you did that you just kind of touched on, all the things you do for other people is just amazing. So, you know, thank you. Going straight to heaven. Thanks for being here. It's just amazing thing. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so thanks for being here. We'll catch everybody next time on Building Fortunes Radio. You've been listening to Building Fortunes Radio on buildingfortunesradio.com. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check us out every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time for the designated Building Fortunes Radio segment with Peter Mingle. Be sure to check out the buildingfortunesradio.com website for our featured segments. It's been our privilege to have you listen in. At Building Fortunes Radio, we wish you the success you deserve and are willing to work for. So spread the word, tell a friend, join our newsletter, and go make a difference in your world.